As the Cardinals sat back and watched from their homes yesterday, we watched the top NFC teams stumble, then come out victorious in super weird games that I'll break down. And tonight comes down to one question. Can the Cardinals clinch? Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Let's go! You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here, Bo Brock, little under the weather. We'll miss it today. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who makes Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We couldn't do it without you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, comment. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Easy Cards. It's getting really good. This season is getting really good, as if it wasn't already. The Cardinals 10 and 2 going into a Monday night matchup with the Los Angeles Rams at State Farm Stadium. After what we watched yesterday, woohoo! What the hell is going to happen? Like, okay, so Dallas, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay—three probably of the three of the most exciting games we watched yesterday. Um. Brings a lot more cloud coverage over what we're seeing in the NFC. I mean, the AFC is insane. There's nine teams or 10 teams, 11 teams that are over 500 vying for those seven spots. They're deeper in the AFC. The The NFC is more top-heavy, but there are still 13 teams including the Seattle Seahawks, that could still legitimately make the playoffs, which is absolutely insane. I mean, you've got to feel a little bit better if you're the Cardinals as if you didn't feel good already. That The Dallas Cowboys, man, that pick six thrown by Dak Prescott when they were up 13 points with four minutes left. It's like, okay, well, that's still there. All right. Uh, on the road, I get it. Division opponent, I get it. But Terry McLaurin out, Taylor Heineke out, and you can't put that game away without throwing a pick six and keeping it close. Like I, I, I don't, I don't understand the Cowboys, and I don't think that they're as good as what they look like on paper. Because roster wise, game day, you know, program looking at when you show up to the game, that looks like an all world offense, and something is off. I don't know if it's Mike McCarthy. I don't know if Dak Prescott isn't as good as people think he is. I think he's a good quarterback, but. I don't know what the deal is, especially with how good that defense just played this year compared to years previous. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has an all-star team on offense. An absolute juggernaut Madden drafting all-star team. Everywhere. Everywhere. And then they did before, and then Gronk comes back, and you know Gronk's going to be Gronk. You know, the tail end of the regular season into the playoffs, he's going to be the red zone threat. He's going to score multiple touchdowns in, during the playoff push for the page for the uh for the Bucks. I mean, they looked good, and then the defense just kind of let up off the gas, and Buffalo came back and made that game interesting. Um, 17 points unanswered in the fourth quarter. I don't know if this was kind of a run the clock out and hope to not get anybody injured offense from the Bucks, but then obviously Brashad Perryman down the sideline, walk-off touchdown in true Tom Tom Brady fashion. And then Sunday night football was probably the weirdest one. Not necessarily because Chicago went up a bunch early. It was how they did, you know, a punt return touchdown, a trick play touchdown. Like, I give the Packers more credit 
for a victory than the other two teams that I just mentioned because that was a weird game. Those are weird touchdowns, and that doesn't really happen. Uh, and the Packers ended up taking care of business. So still, in ascending order from least scared of to most scared of, Cowboys, Bucks, Packers, I would say the Cardinals should be. Now, there's only one Tom Brady, and I'm picking Tom Brady until he's not playing anymore, especially with that offense with Leonard Fournette, etc. But all in all, when you look at the AFC and you look at the NFC, I think it's better that the Cardinals are in the NFC, even though the NFC is more top-heavy with more top-flight talent from older quarterbacks than the AFC because there's so much crap shootedness that's a word, uh, in, in the playoffs that you'd rather take more bad teams in the playoffs than a bevy of average teams. And another thing we learned from yesterday is there is a 100% chance it's not 100%, but there is a getting to be more and more clear good chance that we're going to see four NFC West teams in the playoffs. 49ers won again. The Rams and the Cardinals play tonight, and obviously the Cardinals at top. But the Seahawks are 5-8. and eight. The seventh seed right now is 6-7. and seven. And if you were to ask me between Washington, Minnesota, Philly, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, and Seattle, which team you would you would put some cheese on to make the seven seed? I'm picking Seattle because Russell Wilson is the best quarterback. He's the best player of all of those teams. So we're not even close to unwrapping the whole present yet. But what we're starting to see is the NFC playoffs are going to be weird. And what that means for the Cardinals is the number one overall seed in that bye week is never more paramount than what we saw from yesterday going into tonight where the Cardinals can clinch a playoff spot with a victory at home against a team that they blew the doors off on at their home turf earlier in the season. That one seed is so paramount. Bo talked about it last week. Expectations have changed because... There are actual expectations now, real top-tier team expectations right now that the Cardinals haven't really faced. Sure, 2015, 13-3 regular season, fine. People didn't really believe that they were going to make a real stink in the playoffs, and then they got absolutely demolished by Cam Newton and the Panthers in the NFC Championship game, which reminded people, oh yeah, this is just the Cardinals. That was a fluke back to square one. And they were right. They were right. What do the Cardinals need to do tonight to change the narrative? I'm going to talk about it next. Locked on Cardinals first. Direct TV. Does it sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract, which is huge. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies 
by package. All right, second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Bo, a little under the weather today, so I'm running solo ahead of tonight's huge matchup between the visiting Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals 7-0 on the road, 3-2 at home. What the hell is going on here? It's I, I don't know. I don't know. The Rams are an interesting team because they don't travel that well. Like, I have this theory, and it's almost fact, but I haven't patented yet. Good weather cities don't have good fans. They just don't because they don't have to. They've got plenty of stuff to do. Warm weather cities don't have great fans. Ask the San Diego uh, Padres how their fans are. Sure, there is you know that contingent, and that's not not that's not an absolute statement. But how they travel is interesting because it's like. A lot of teams that have that are in colder weather will travel to warm weather places for the weather and to go watch a football game. Now, the the Rams are a team that they don't travel as well as other teams the Cardinals have played this year. And when the Rams come into town, the Cardinals, this is going to come down to one question. Can they clinch? This is the first real pressure game in a positive way that Cliff Kingsbury has coached. Sure, week 16 to week 17 last year, it was a different kind of pressure. It was a falling on you know your backside after starting six and three. It's can they make the playoffs? Can you win one game against two backup quarterbacks? And they couldn't. And they couldn't. But this one, the Cardinals are in the driver's seat. This one, the Cardinals are the better team on the field. This one, the Cardinals team, Cardinals team is the healthier team on the field. Daryl Henderson out, Robert Woods out for the year. That's two of their top four main cogs on offense. Sure, they still have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on on defense. Fine. The Cardinals are going to have to protect Kyler Murray. I'll get to the keys of victory and players of the week or players of the game in the next segment. But where the Cardinals are right now is in a position they haven't been in since 2015 and also in a position they haven't been in maybe ever. I mean, ever, ever is a long time, but not only are we looking at this year? We're looking at free agents watching this game. Impending free agents for next year. We're looking at guys that want to go play for a winning and fun team. The whole spotlight is going to be on the Arizona Cardinals tonight. The national media, and, and, the, and I'll, I'll talk about the media in a second also. When I tweet about that stuff, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's like, when will the Cardinals get their respect? I know they have to earn it, and they haven't done anything yet. They haven't won a playoff game, which is really going to be the true deciding factor on who believes the Cardinals and who doesn't. But you're going to see free agents. Look at look at the free agents the Cardinals signed this offseason. James Conner, A.J. Green. Sure, James Conner is probably the surprise signing of, of all of them they brought in. Okay, A.J. Green's been fine. Okay, He's kind of tapered off over the last handful of weeks. Kyler Murray's been out for three weeks. So that probably has something to do with it. But this is courting. This is a peacock showing its feathers, whatever it is. This is the courting phase for the Arizona Cardinals. Win a game tonight. Win it handily on national TV. When the one seed in a playoff berth is on the line, you're going to get people's interest and you're going to get people's attention. And the media doesn't matter a lick. It matters about the other players in the NFL 
not happy with their situations. So you know what? I can help that team. Yeah, I, I've made pretty good money. I'll, you know, I'll take less to go play there. Absolutely. Because you're going to need a lot of those when Kyler Murray gets paid at the end of next year. You're going to need a lot of veterans and second-year contract guys are like, you know what? I could go get 50 mil guaranteed to go play for a bottom feeder, or I get 20 mil guaranteed and go play for the Cardinals and start something, something that's never happened before. With Kyler Murray under center. You got DeAndre Hopkins, you have Buda Baker, you have Byron Murphy. They've got the pillars. They've replaced the old pillars with new ones and younger ones and better ones, probably. You miss Patrick Peterson? No. So tonight is not just about this playoff berth because the Cardinals will make the playoffs. It's not just about national media attention because who cares? This is about the future of the organization, and I'm not overstating one game here. This is the culmination of the whole season. We're in week 14. There's only five games to go. And with what we saw with Tampa Bay yesterday, with Dallas yesterday, even with Green Bay to a lesser extent yesterday, is this conference can be got. It can be had. And it doesn't matter if the Cardinals haven't succeeded in the past for, for the majority of the time of their existence. It doesn't matter. This culture, this team is completely different. 99 on the sideline. Doesn't matter if he's not playing. He, <laughs> I mean, he may be, remember when Jack Haley got paid, this is old school, sorry, I'm dating myself here. When Jack Haley got paid 500 grand a year to sit next to Dennis Rodman and make sure he didn't do anything dumb, that's kind of like the, it's not like that directly, but J.J. Watt being there in a Cardinals uniform, he's worth the money even if he's not playing because he's helping shift things. He's raising the floor. And sure, James Conner's been the most, the biggest surprise output-wise for the people they've signed this offseason. But J.J. Watt may be the most impactful. I know it's weird. I know it's convoluted. And I don't think that's a homer thing. I mean, I think it's just when you have your 16th overall pick rolling down the fairway because he forgot breakfast sandwiches before he even played a game, it's just it shows difference in leadership. It just shows difference. So tonight, sure, is about clinching the playoff spot. Can the Cardinals clinch? But also, it's about the future of this organization and who's going to take them seriously. This is not overstating one game. Again, this is the culmination of this whole season. This is the true litmus test through 14 weeks. As I mentioned, this schedule has been a roadmap for litmus tests, for where are we now tests. And this is the biggest one yet because it's the, the closest to the finish line. They have Detroit next week on a short week, technically, on the road, early time. You got to get through the Rams tonight before you get there. Now, the flip side of that is it's going to be very deflating if they lose tonight. Not just because it's the Rams, not just because it's a division opponent, not just because of what we saw with the other top four teams in the NFC yesterday, but because they're not at 100%. It's Sean McVay, and they're at home. If you can't win games you're supposed to win at home, there's a crack in the foundation somewhere. And it's going it's not going to be detrimental they're still going to be the top i mean they're going to be i believe the 2 seed they have the toughest remaining schedule between them Tampa Bay and Green Bay it's going to be a little bit 
more impactful because it's on national TV and because everybody's going to be watching. Again, not just for this year, but for the future. If the Cardinals don't win tonight, it's going to be looked at as more negatively impactful than it should. Not in-house, but just around the landscape. Oh, this team, yep. Yep, they can be got. They can be got. Because at this point, they're the best team in the NFL. If they win tonight, whoo, extending that a little bit more is going to be huge for this team down the stretch, especially when they go into Detroit and play in the morning slate of games in week 15. Alex Clancy here, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who listens for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Uh, subscribe on YouTube channel. Uh, Bo and I will be doing, I hope, hopefully he feels better. We'll be doing our 10-minute post-game recap. We'll be doing the halftime show today. Everything's going to be the same. It's just a Monday. You got to wait an extra 24 hours, uh, but we will be here for you. Keys to victory, players of the game, and my prediction for what happens tonight coming up as I wrap up this Monday edition ahead of Monday Night Football on Locked on Cardinals. First, Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar. This holiday season, grab the pro protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I have four left in my mixed box on the top of my refrigerator. I'm probably going to have one right after I record this podcast. Bilt Bar, they're adding different flavors every three or four days. Okay. Bilt Bar's new ones are filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and fat and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors. Okay, as I mentioned, you'll have a hard time choosing whether it be raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut brownie, or all of them. Bilt Bar gives you the extra fuel. It's got 15 to 17, 18 grams of protein in every one. And they're not, they don't taste like chalk. They're not you know, this big where you have to eat that many. They're like six bites and they're covered in chocolate. You should see our Twitter DMs with a locked on NFL host. We're so passionate about our favorite flavors. We did a damn bracket for best flavor around March Madness this past year. It was incredible. You friends with Santa? You know what I mean? Little young ones, 12, 15 year olds, friends with Santa. Tell Santa to throw in a few Bill Bars in their stockings. I'm hoping for that for myself. Dip your Bill Bar into hot chocolate. There's so many different ways to do this. Light some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays. You need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. These things are absolutely insane. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. And also, BetOnline.ag. We love BetOnline.ag here. New Streamline interface. They've got all the props, odds, and lines you've ever needed during football season as we can get into our playoff mindset. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your sports this season. Head, head uh, over to the website right now. Or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to receive a 50% welcome bonus using promo code Locked On from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. You don't want to miss out on any of this. Take advantage on all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Again, Bo's a little under the weather, so he will join me hopefully later uh, for the halftime show. If not, we'll check in with him tomorrow. 
So this is a big game. Okay. I talked about the three teams that didn't play so hot yesterday, the two, three, and four seeds, Packers, Bucks, and Cowboys. Three teams, I guess, maybe save the Bucks. The, the Packers never should have been down at home on Sunday Night Football against the Bears, regardless of how wonky the game was. The Cowboys, I mean, pretty much started coasting midway through that game. And then the Bucks or the Bucks. This is Tom Brady time. He's the team. He and the Bucks are the team that fear me the most if I'm the Cardinals. Cardinals sitting at home, now going to State Farm Stadium tonight, playing the Los Angeles Rams, who are going to be without Robert Woods and Daryl Henderson. Um, Sony Michelle is still a capable back, so they're probably going to run the ball a lot, and hopefully the Cardinals' run defense is going to be able to stand up to that rush attack. Still got Cooper Cup. Still have Aaron Donald, still have Jalen Ramsey, still have Matt Stafford. Like this is the top heavy team the Cardinals had grown accustomed to in their roster for so long, uh, with without a whole lot of help. So going into tonight, these are the things the Cardinals need to do to win. One, stop the run. As I mentioned, spoiler alert. Uh it seems like it's gonna be easier. Because Daryl Henderson isn't there, it's not. Sony Michelle is more of the north-south running back. Daryl Henderson has kind of fused himself into an, I don't know, Alvin Kamara light. Obviously not as fast, obviously a little bit bigger. But he's a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. He, he rushes 14 or 15 times a game. He's not running the ball 30 times a game. Sony Michelle could 100% run the ball 25 or 27 times today. 100% if that's the game plan. And when you're looking across the landscape, that should be the game plan against the Cardinals. Now, that could help one of two things for the Cardinals. If the Cardinals can stop the run, you could force Matthew Stafford to throw on the ball a lot. When Matthew Stafford throws the ball a lot, he throws a lot of interceptions. We've seen it forever. doesn't matter if he was wearing the silver and blue or if he's wearing the blue and gold. That's what he does. Okay, Matthew Stafford looked like an MVP early in the season. They've kind of come back to earth when they've actually started playing good teams. We've talked about this a lot. I'm not going to bother you with all of that stuff. The Cardinals need to stop the run, and they need to stop the big play. Van Jefferson... He's a big play guy, okay? Cooper Cup is, you know, he's that second-level guy. He's a possession receiver, but he's also, by the numbers, the best receiver in the league. And he's capable of big plays, okay? Those are the two guys you're going to have to stop. You don't want to let anybody over the top. You don't want to give big chunk plays to a team that feasts on big chunk plays. Okay, those are the two. Seems kind of cliche, but that's kind of where we're at. Keep the ball in front of you. Not like the Bills playing against the Chiefs when they played last year when it was just like, okay, you're not going to throw over the top, so we're just going to let you dump the ball down all day. Not like that. But, you know, trust your DBs, get some pressure on Matthew Stafford, and don't give up the big play. You know? Um, and that's – it sounds cliche at this point because this is what we've been talking about all year with the Cardinals. you got to stop the run. If you can stop the run, it'll force – the opposing quarterback to throw the ball more, fit, fit, try to fit balls into smaller windows, and then your DBs can feast. And hopefully you can get some sort of semblance of a pass rush, which will make it even easier for the Cardinals to defend the pass. Offensively, this is what's going to intrigue me the most because Aaron Donald could fit Kyler Murray in his pocket. Okay? Right in there. Okay? Aaron Donald is probably still the most feared pass rusher, especially interior pass rusher when he lines up inside in the NFL. Okay. Um, they need to protect Kyler Murray. That's where all of this starts. Ask every single team whose quarterback could not get a second behind the line of scrimmage. Ask the Bengals. 
over the weekend. Ask Washington over the weekend, where the opposing pass rushes just lived in the backfield. That can happen. Kyler Murray will not be Kyler Murray if he's running for his life. And sure, running for your life is great, but when you when it's third and eight and he's running around like a crazy person behind the line of scrimmage, that's not the best game plan. Protecting Kyler Murray, getting the ball out of his hands quickly is going to be the recipe for success here. Number two, James Conner. You know, I mean, Chase Edmonds can be a focal point towards the tail end of the season, getting his legs back under him. And it, it James Conner still needs to be the main dude here. He needs to be the main dude, but in moderation. And I know it sounds so easy to say, well, you know, 13 carries is fine, but 19 carries is too much. That's not what I'm talking about. Go with game flow, okay? But don't feel the need to force the ball to him on second and six or second and four when you can happily hand the ball off to Eno Benjamin to get close to the same yardage. Every carry is going to matter for James Conner and the numbers by which he gets touches from now until the tail end of the season and into the playoffs because he's got to stay healthy for the Cardinals to win. He has to. He has to. And then number three, this is the time to get DeAndre Hopkins back in the game. I know he's going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. People have forgotten around the NFL how good DeAndre Hopkins is because he was out for a couple games, and they really use him as a decoy a lot more than other teams. Like, look at what happened last night. Devontae Adams, everybody knows he's going to get the ball, and he still had 10 catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Both work. And I'm on the I'm in this camp now because DeAndre Hopkins has hasn't said anything about getting his touches. Okay. I thought that he was going to get pissed. Because I mean, they paid him wide receiver one money, and he's getting wide receiver two targets at best. So we'll see if the old adage of don't throw with the cornerback one, the lockdown corner. I'm sick of that. Jalen Ramsey is handsy. Handsy Ramsey? Ah, doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. It's close. It's close, but it doesn't do it. Pass interference could be a plenty throwing the ball at Jalen Ramsey today, tonight. You need to get DeAndre Hopkins involved. You need to get DeAndre Hopkins involved. Okay, so players of the game, offense, defense, offense, DeAndre Hopkins. He's my guy. He was my favorite wide receiver before he got traded to the Cardinals. He's still my favorite receiver because he catches everything and he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Throw him the ball. Throw him the ball. Sure, he might get a little away with some OPI from time to time more than any other wide receiver. Throw him the damn ball. Him and Jalen Ramsey have a history. He knows Jalen Ramsey better than most. Throw him the damn ball. And defensively, Buda Baker. And it's not cherry-picking with this because I just remember Buda Baker against Dallas primetime last year. Remember Buda Baker last year Prime time against Seattle. The best players show up when the lights are the brightest, and Buda Baker's going to show up tonight. I think he'll get a pick. I want him to get a pick six where he doesn't get mowed down by DK Metcalf or tripped by Andy Dalton. I want Buda Baker to get into the end zone. And I don't like when people say, oh, that's going to happen for sure. Shut up. You have no idea if it's going to happen. Oh, bank it. Shut up. You have no idea. But... I think Buda Baker will get an interception. If I'm wrong, I'm not saying it's 100% going to happen because I'm not Clance Stradamus here. I have no idea. Buda Baker, DeAndre Hopkins, play the hits when the lights are the brightest. Cardinals get a victory tonight. 33-24, right off into the damn sunset as the one seed in the NFC 
and the overall best record team in the NFL through 14 weeks. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you at halftime.